welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. saying I'm not confused um, I laid my clothes out for church last night I'm from Alabama and we put everything on the bed you know I had my my nice high heel sandals my black dress my beautiful belt that several people were going to ask me for and I picked up the shoes and the Lord said you can put them on if you want to but you're going to end up on the floor again and I said Lord I got it so Michelle I got it praise be unto God Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. I thank all of you who are praying for me. Uh, the nerve in my face is continuing to wake up, and it's a tingling sensation. And I thank God for the physicians that have been assigned to me and the care that I'm getting. And I thank God for the healing that is taking place in my body in the name of Jesus. Most holy and everlasting God, we are in worship. And Lord, I pray right now that you would give us the presence of mind to focus on you. Lord, the storm is passing over. We're singing, but there are some under the sound of my voice who are in a storm right now. And they're not talking about the storm, but God, you know. So right now, dear Lord, we ask that you bind the enemy in the name of Jesus and that you rid us of every storm so that we can praise you in spirit and in truth. We thank you for your word, dear God. We thank you for this preaching moment. We thank you for all that you have done for us just this last moment, oh God. We speak blessings and healing. We bind the enemy and anything that will come against us in the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Then the same day, the word says, that evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came, and Candace, I love this part, where Jesus came and stood in the midst of them. When I read that over and over again, I realized that that was Pleasant Grove, that we would be trying to figure out how did Jesus get in the building? How did that happen? He stood in the midst of them and he said to them, peace be with you. And if you go again, Jesus actually says again in verse number 21, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And then in verse number 26, Jesus says again, a week later, actually the disciples were getting the house and Thomas with them, although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. What I realized as I read this text over and over and over again is that all of us cannot talk about Thomas. Because some of us are just like Thomas. 
and I'm not asking you to raise your hand or anything, but have there been times that God has spoken to you and you don't do what God has asked you to do because you're trying to get greater confirmation from God? And the Lord is asking, how much more evidence do you need? So I find this passage of scripture fascinating. And I find that we tend to quote these days more the things that we cannot do than the things we can do. And what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that we serve a living God who has been resurrected. Last week, we were in high praise. You don't look high today, but last week, we were in high praise. Can we try that again? How about high praise? How about some high praise? Can you make it higher? Can you take it higher? Can you take it higher? You see, something happens when we see the Lord. We got to praise God, even when we don't feel like it. Praise him when you're down. Praise him when you're up. Praise him when you're confused. Praise him when you're tired. Let everything, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. God has saved my life, and I can't shut up. Because according to the doctors, I ought to be blind, but I'm seeing only because God is God. So I praise the Lord. The disciples. I was always going to ask you guys, which disciple are you? But then that might be revealing as well. It appears that Jesus, to some of them, would not show up. But Jesus showed up just like he said he would. The living Lord who came to Mary comes now to the disciples, and these men are gathered in fear behind bolted doors. They are certain that sooner or later, the vengeful enemies of Jesus will seek them out. Jesus had sought them repeatedly to make it clear to these men that they would know the hatred of the world as he has experienced it. So there they are behind closed doors. There they are, wondering, where is Thomas? He knew he should have been here by now. They're wondering, where is he? Because Jesus is going to show up. Jesus shows up. And Jesus does something that is truly phenomenal. Not only does Jesus show up, but Jesus shares with them, Sister Emma, the proof of his resurrection. Look at my hands, look at my side, and then you will know that I am the Lord. How many times has Jesus shown himself to you so that you will know that God has risen? And that's one of the reasons that I named this sermon, asking a question, has Jesus appeared to you? Sometimes in the church, we get confused. Just because Jesus appears to me does not mean Jesus appeared to you. And so we have to be certain and understand that all of us should be looking for a one-on-one -on -one encounter with Jesus. 
Because when Jesus is coming back to get the church, Jesus is not coming back to get it. He would love to every individual in the church, but some of us are not going to be on that jet going back because we have not done the will of the Lord, because we have not been disciples, because we have not been focused on God's work. And in my midst of study, the Lord said to me that I needed to apologize. I said, for what, Lord? Because I know that we're in a pandemic. And I know what the Barner research shows. And I know what the CDC is saying. I know what the White House is saying. But above all that we hear, as people of God, we need to learn how to speak in the authority of God. We are not necessarily doing too bad. When I look at the reports and when I look at the church and how the church is thriving, God is blessing us. So we need to understand that God, let me say it again, God is blessing us. Come on, church, God is blessing us. So regardless of what we hear, do we really believe more in the CDC than we believe in God? I'm not saying that we don't listen to what they say, but I'm saying that our church is growing in the midst of COVID, and here we are. And I'm saying that because our church is growing in faith. Our church is growing in the audience that's, that's seeing us every Sunday. Our church is growing virtually. Some of us are oh, so afraid that the church is going to fold because people are not going to come to the physical space. God told me to apologize for that because this is my church. And Jesus said, upon this rock, I build my church. And they get, oh, I wish I had a witness. We don't have to walk around in fear because Jesus said, upon this rock, I build my church. And the gates of hell shall not be successful. The gates of hell. So upon your household, you ought to just give it all to Jesus and pray a prayer of faith, believing that because I have a relationship with the Lord, I'm going to pray the demons out of my house. Because I'm a child of God, I'm going to pray the hatred out of the environment that I am in. Because I am a child of God, I'm going to take control of this situation and I'm going to pray my way through in spite of what everything looks like. One of the things that I didn't do is I didn't take a picture of my face, the blue. The red, the different colors. I think Reverend Paula and Trustee Ray are probably the only two people who saw the magnitude of the injury. But in the midst of all of my pain, I realized that if God saved me and picked me up from that floor that time, that God was saving me for purpose. And what I needed to do is start praying about the purpose and asking God, God, what are you saying? And so what I'm trying to say here is that we need to understand that with Jesus, that we get CPR. I called Reverend Paula and I said, do you have one of those little dummies that you put on the floor and you practice your CPR? How many of you have ever had CPR? You still know how to do it? How many out here have CPR? You still know how to keep somebody alive? 
Okay, put your hand up high, so if I fall, I'll know who to. I'm going to ask Reverend Paula and uh, Sister Barack, if you will come. I need your help. Because this passage of scripture is really about Jesus and CPR. And what I discovered is that some of us don't realize we need CPR. Because you see, sometimes we, oh, a colorful mat set. Oh, that is so awesome. No dummy, but a mat. Okay, very good. Okay. These are two of our in-house specialists. And Dr. Paula and, can you do that again? How you do that? Like that? Okay. Nurse Veronica, anything you want to say before you save her life? Be healed. <laughs> Be healed is what you said. Okay, now, watch this, because you'll learn something, okay? Are you turned in the right direction? It's not, uh-uh, no, no, no. That is not in our insurance policy. Uh-uh, not at all. CPR is not. What are you doing? So, she has passed out, so I'm going to check on her. Reverend Paula, are you okay? You don't know her. Where's your instrument? What? Oh, she does. She's gone. Is that hard enough? How many times do you have to do that? Huh? Two breaths, keep going. Oh. Are your hands supposed to be crossed like that? <laughs> Her eyes still closed? Huh? like Jesus, that even when we are in doubt, thank you so much for saving her life. Thank you so much. So when the other disciples seek Thomas out and declare, we have seen the Lord, Thomas said, unless I see him for myself, I will not believe. Jesus could have been upset with Thomas as Jesus could get upset with us at times when we were a little flip. I don't know where Thomas went. I searched and searched Deacon Bacon. I couldn't figure out if he went to dinner. Did he have a date? Did he quit? I don't know. So I'm not going to make anything up. All I know is he was not there. But the point I want to make is that Jesus had enough compassion to come to Thomas personally. Jesus had enough compassion to comfort him. Have you ever gone to someone for a comfort and the last thing you get is comfort? Have you ever called thinking that you're going to get a kind word, a word of encouragement, but you feel worse hanging up than you did when you started to call? 
But Jesus came and he comforts Thomas where he is. So that's our see that Jesus comforts us where we are. And Jesus shows us the proof that we need to see so that we can believe. And Jesus said something powerful to the disciples. Jesus said, I need to breathe on you. Because where there is no Holy Ghost power, there is no power. So many of us are not carrying out our commission and what God has given us to do because we have no Holy Ghost power. And what we have to understand is that God loves us and we all have access to power. It's just that some of us do not accept the assignment. And what we want to do is look for the deacons or the ministers or the pastor. But God has given you the same level of authority. And once we begin to use that level of authority, our lives will change. You don't have to depend on one particular individual when you can pray yourself through. And we need to understand as a church that it's time for us to pray our way through. And that there are some things that are going on with us right now. The only thing that's going to deliver us is prayer and fasting and supplication unto God. Oh, I know some of us don't like to pray. And I know some of us say we pray too long. And I know all of that. But if you can watch a three-hour movie, the least you can do is pray for 30 minutes. And so what it is, it's time for us to all confess, ask for forgiveness, and do right by God because God is doing right by us. You ever take an inventory of your life and what God has done? You ever think for a minute that it could have been different? Have you ever taken the time to look at the evidence around you and to realize if it had not been for the Lord on my side? Thomas gets what he needs from Jesus. The question is, did Jesus get what he needed from Thomas when he ascended to be with the Father? Are you giving God your best? Are you giving the Lord everything that you have? What I found about the compassion of Jesus is that he didn't call Thomas names. He didn't say he was dumb. He didn't say that he shouldn't, should have been there. Do you ever have anybody ever fussed at you and say, well, you should have been there. And if you had been there, yeah, just tell me what happened. I wasn't there. Just tell me what happened. But Jesus shows up. He gives Thomas what he needs. He shows him the proof of the our resurrection. And then he lifts him up by telling him that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And the church will never have power until we realize that that is a gift from the Lord. How many of you have the gift of the Spirit? Some people have the gift of the Spirit. But what I'm saying today is all of us have access to the Spirit. And all of us have the opportunity to work miracles in the name of Jesus. When I got in my car this morning, Kemp, I looked at my tire gauge and the pressure in my right rear tire was 22. I go, Lord, that's lower than it was last week. I go to the little shop that's near my house and they're closed on Sunday. I couldn't say anything because at least they closed on Sunday. 
I go back to the Harris teacher where the guy who put air in my tire the other day, he was trying to dodge me and I was trying to find him. And he was going inside and I was going on the outside. So I said, sir, I'm back. I figured if I called him, sir, that he would come and help a sister out. Eddie, he did not want to do that today. So I said, sir, I know you told me that I need to learn how to put air in my own tires, but I haven't had a chance yet. So if I'm going to make my sermon and get to church today, you know I had to float that. I need you to go back here and put some air in my right tire. I'll come back and greet you later, but right now I need it. What's your air gauge? Are your tires flat? Are your tires flat? Is your life empty? Is there no joy because you don't know Jesus? What I discovered is that we need to be willing to go to Jesus to ask for what we need so that we might be productive in our ministry. If you need hope, ask for hope. If you need love, ask for love. Thomas said, I need to see the evidence. And the Lord is so good. J.J., you understand evidence. And so the Lord said, I'm going to give you what you need so that you can go on to do what you need to do. Hallelujah. How many of us are not doing the Lord's work because we don't have enough confidence to believe that God is God? And God is not going to use us. Some people say, well, the Lord's going to clean me up. And I'll be back. Well, if we wait till God cleans you up, you won't be back. That's not the way life works. God wants to use us just as we are. And the Spirit will give us whatever we need. Therefore, today, I speak blessings about Thomas because Thomas teaches us there is no shame when you don't know. There is no shame if you need proof. There is no shame if you want to ask the Lord, Lord, why me? And Thomas gives everything he has to the Lord. You see, the disciples were not always well-disciplined. Some of them didn't show up at the same place at the right time. They didn't do what Jesus told them to do. All disciples are not the same. But we ought to have the same ingredient and the same gauge that says, I'm on my way to heaven at 34, air in my tires. That gives me a little confidence, Derek, that I am going to be all right until I get here. How many of you have air in your tires or are you running on flat? But you haven't checked your tires lately. And so what I ask you today is, what do you have in common with Thomas? And what is it that you need to repent for right now in the name of Jesus? If you need spiritual CPR, I just want you to raise your hand. And I'm going to ask Judge Julie to come and pray so that we will get the spiritual power we need to do the Lord's work on earth as he is in heaven. Anybody need CPR? I do. Anybody need Jesus to come and comfort you? I do. Anybody need to raise up a family member who is not willing to pray for themselves? You ought to give them to Jesus. Anybody in here have family and relatives who are not even saved? 
Anybody in here today who have people who are living dangerous lives, living on addictions and using weed and all kinds of drugs, anybody in here have any alcoholics in the family that you've been praying for year after year and year after year? Anybody in here have illness in your body that won't go away? You need to give that to Jesus. Anybody in here with straight children that you can can't do anything with, give them to Jesus. Anybody in here been struggling with the same addictions all of your lives and you're ready to go forward with power in the name of Jesus? And if everything is all right with you, why don't you pray that God will give CPR to somebody else who might not be all that they can be? You see, when you get yours, you ought to be happy that God is going to save somebody else. And so what we need to do is learn how to pray for each other, lift each other up, believing that God will deliver. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe that God is a healer? Do you believe? That God is a strong conqueror. Do you believe? Do you believe? If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us. And it says, Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness. And you can do this if you are streaming. At this moment, I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead. Today, I turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart. I will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life. Thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.